0: Uh, I think this is the first podcast of the year, so happy New Year. Um I think I didn't do one I didn't do one last week. It has to be the first one of the year. Because as I'm looking at my calendar right now, um New Year's was on a Wednesday, and I typically put these out on a Tuesday, and it is currently Tuesday. Um and uh last when tuesday was the 7th the wednesday the tuesday before that was the 31st i didn't do one last tuesday uh there was a lot going on and i was on crunch time uh the thing that i was talking about doing weeks leading up to this was there's my one phone call per podcast and at least we're off uh fairly quickly in this so uh let me let me just get this and then i'll be back shit all right, I had to get that. It was uh, it was uh, we work in home care, and it was <coughs> it was about our job, so that was uh, kind of important. Can't talk about it because uh, we work, um, like I said, in home care, and it was kind of HIPAA breaking. So uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, anyway, um, uh, the year's been kind of kind of cool so far. Um, the thing that I couldn't talk about last year uh, at the end of the year. Um, was that uh, Steve Sabosley from Punchline approached me at the uh, Spill Canvas show that I went to where Blue Colors played. He was like, hey, man, uh, do you want to come out to the Punchline 10th anniversary delightfully pleased show and uh, film? Um, Do you want to make a weekend of it? And um, we're also opening up for Motion City Soundtrack. And do you want to film the entire thing? And uh, so I did that. I filmed um, for them the entire weekend, and that was amazing. Um, One of my favorite Pittsburgh bands, the Composure got back together for the weekend. Um, I I hope that they get back together uh, more often and and do a thing. Uh, Seeing those guys do what they do is incredible. Their harmonies are so tight. Um, If you don't know who the Composure are... Uh, listened to their first record, Strings Attached, which was, I think, their first, I think their 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 best record. Um, every song on that album, I, I had uh, glued to my car for for months when the CD came out. I just had a CD player in my car, and um, I listened to that fucking thing so many times. But uh, <coughs> yeah, that that band got back together um, for for the 10th anniversary of Delightfully Pleased punchlines record film that from front to back i don't know what they're doing with the footage if they're doing anything at all i hope it did it justice the sound quality was not what i fucking wanted it to be uh wasn't that great with my stupid little mini road mic um that was friday but i also filmed the show saturday um but it kind of sucked because steve's voice blew out um uh their drummer Corey got married uh, on new year's or around new year's. I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure, but he blew his voice out at Corey's wedding, held on for the, uh, 10th anniversary show. And then, uh, um, it didn't, it didn't hold together for the most city soundtrack show. So the other guys in the band picked up the, the tab for singing. So, uh, he, uh, uh <laughs> he didn't sing that, but it, it turned out, turned out pretty well. Um, it sounded pretty good. Um, uh, in the midst of all of that, uh, Shelly had to work. Um, I, I'd either take her or Mariah and, um, neither of them could go. So Chloe ended up going to her first concert, which was most of the city soundtrack and punchline. Um, it turned out to be pretty rad. Uh, she, she loved it. Uh, she's now addicted to concerts, which I'm pretty, uh, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about. Um, She's, she's not got the concert bug under. She's, she's uh, seeing what all goes into it, what all I do uh, when I go to shows, um, getting press and, and doing that whole thing and taking pictures and and, and um, the whole camera thing and, and checking in and getting your own little area and, and the whole front row, the whole balcony, the whole backstage, all that stuff that goes into it. It's not just like you go to a show she was kind of bummed we couldn't get in the pit area. Um, I kind of wanted to get there, but, but there was just like the, I've never been to the Roxanne theater. I was really excited to be there. Um, uh, it's in McKee's rocks. It just opened up less than a year ago around a year ago. And I was uh, pretty excited to be there for that. And, um, it, uh, it was, it was, it, it was, it was a really, really cool venue. Um, Kind of a small pit area, but it was like two balconies and a really, I mean, the the sound was just amazing in that, in that place. So, um, just, just seeing that, uh, for the first time, hearing that place for the first time was pretty great. Um, and Motion City on their comeback tour. Uh, I never thought I'd be able to see them full-fledged live. I saw them at Warp Tour about a decade ago, uh... And, uh, it's, it's pretty exciting to, to finally, that I got to finally see them full fledged live. Um, Chloe had no idea who the hell they were, but, um, just, just the, like, just to take her to a show was, uh, was, was, was pretty rad. Um, my first concert, um, was Journey, Foreigner, and Night Ranger. Um, not, not a huge Night Ranger fan, but hindsight's 2020. Now they're, now they look back. That was a that was a really rad concert. I still have the concert ticket from that and a picture frame. <coughs> My dad used to frame everything, and that was one of them. Um, so he, uh, yeah, he framed that. Uh, I, I, I sold, I, I sold the ticket from that. I sold the first dollar we made from when we were a band from back in the day. Um journey is still touring Foreigner still touring night ranger still touring so it just shows like the level of of how awesome that band is uh hopefully hopefully motion city will still be touring uh years later every once in a while those bands you know they need a break uh i noticed i noticed bands like that will just take a hiatus motion city did that for six years seven years something like that and um yeah, that's Journey did the same thing, but I think you know losing Steve Perry in the band was kind of <coughs> kind of their hiatus. Getting Steve Al Jerry, um, kind of helped them out, and then uh, getting uh, what the hell is his name? Arnell Panetta was uh, was was the biggest leap forward. I wish Perry would come back in the band, just for one one comeback tour. Even if they tuned everything all the way down who cares who who who, who fucking cares just as long as he did one tour with them but uh yeah that was that was my first show after that I caught the concert bug I didn't go to a con- another concert for years after that <clears throat> I must have been in high school I played shows personally. Uh, for years after that, uh, we would, my, my brothers and I would, would play in bands, uh, bars and stuff, but, um, we would never really go to concerts. It was kind of a hard thing to afford. We were like the, <coughs> like the broke family. They could just get by. We never, you never knew we were broke, but we were broke. It was a, I mean, it was, it was, it was a good time. I uh, Like I said, chloe has got the concert bug, though. She realizes, like, even how much fucking concert tickets... Or how much, uh... Her concert ticket was free. But how much, like, concert t-shirts and shit are. Like, you look on a wall, and there's, like, a $50 t-shirt. And you're like... And you don't... I don't... I know... She doesn't realize. I know... That all of that money is gonna go right back into, like, gas for the band. And that, like... They really need that money. Not a band like Motion City. Because they got, like... They're, they're, they're already up there on that level, but like the opening bands and stuff that they, they definitely need it. <coughs> Damn it. I can't shake this cough. I don't know what it is. I've already stopped this podcast like four times to go get water and the water's not helping. I think I'm going to just have to go get a bottle. Hold on. All right. Got a bottle of water. I hopefully things are a little better. Mm. Yeah, that sucked. Am I? My monitors were like popping the whole time, so and these kids won't shut up while I'm trying to do this. They have all the time in the world to talk. Figures as soon as I hit record, they're just loud. <sighs> Sadly, uh, Neil Peart died this week. If you don't know who Neil Peart is, uh, you probably shouldn't be on this. Uh, Neil Peart, though, is the lead is the lead singer, the lead drummer, <laughs> the lead drummer, the drummer and uh, lyricist of Rush. So fucking sad. Uh, Evidently, he had... I think he had a brain tumor or brain cancer. I have to look this up. Um, But he had it for a couple of years. And it's crazy. I was just watching something where they said that, like, whenever he was sick, he would, like, really hide it. Like, he would go out on these, like, epic bike rides and shit. And, um... Neil Pert. He would, he would go out and ride on a motorcycle. Um, died... Uh, brain cancer. Cause of brain cancer. He's been battling it for three years. Yeah, um... He would go on these, like, long motorcycle rides. And he had, like... Basically, like, trench foot. And, I mean, you're a drummer... Well, you don't need your arms, you don't need your legs, and like he would, <laughs> he would like battle with that, and he had like tendinitis. and and he would get all these like crazy um, sores on the bottom of his feet from like riding his motorcycle in the rain, and and like there were there were his friends and roadies and stuff that would ride along with him on their motorcycles and stuff, and they would come up to the tour manager and be like, "Yo, I'm ten, 10, 15 years younger with him, and I can't keep up." And, uh, basically, like, he would get, he would get, like, walking pneumonia and shit, and it would last for, like, two, three weeks long, and he wouldn't tell anybody until he was basically falling off his throne on his drum set, like, fucking epic shit, and he did, like, right when he was diagnosed, I guess they did, like, one last tour, that was the end of it, and, uh, yeah, so he did, I guess he, I guess he did one tour with while he was, like, fucking, he found out he had brain cancer, crazy, crazy, crazy. It's insane to think that he had, um, he was the mastermind behind all that. Not only the drums, but the major lyrics. Um, all, of, all of the words behind the band, he would just sit there and write. Um, I'm not going to compare by any means, but uh, you even take a look at a band like Fallout Boy. Um, Pete Wentz can't sing for shit, but fucking all of those lyrics in the band. Not anymore, but take this to your grave and Fully Ado and and uh, infinity on high. He wrote predominantly a lot, a lot of the words to to those to those songs. So, um, or he would like they would sit down and have a writing circle and they'd come together with a with a riff or a melody and he would just boom. There's this is a notebook of ideas and I guess it was the same thing with Neil Pert. Uh, I I always my buddy Rob would always tell me he's like you know you're sitting there and you're listening to this song and you think it's the the defined meaning of the universe and really it's a song about a fucking car. <coughs> that song is the Red Barchetta. It's real. It's a it's a song that the lyrics that he's writing or or wrote. It sounds like he wrote about like how life in in itself, uh, you know. How, how, how life is explained and time travel and like all this crazy shit like it's it's crazy like how he's just sitting there explaining things and really he's just talking about him and his uncle putting a car together it's fucking insane and then on the opposite end of that you have a song that he wrote arranged that has no fucking words which became one of the most popular songs which is YYZ um, through Guitar Hero um, but it's just such a sad day. Uh, I was like fighting back an ugly cry all day in front of the kids. They're like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "Nothing, nothing at all." I, I think about like how fortunate I was to see Rush live and some of these other bands who are getting up there in age, <coughs> and um, how fortunate I am to have gotten seen uh, some of them live and, um, what's gonna, ha- what, a, what, a, the, the mess I'm gonna be in if and when, uh, some of them pass away. Um, not to leave on a downer note, but I have to go pick Shelly up here in, like, seven minutes, so, uh, I'm gonna bounce this and put it up, uh, RIP no part. Uh, oh, uh, a couple things before I go. I got a TikTok, uh, yep, at the Pop Punk Dad. I know it's, um, Really another fucking phone call. Uh, Hold on. Yeah, uh, that was Shelly, I guess. Chloe's in trouble with her school again. With her school again. Anyway, uh, last couple things. I have a TikTok. I know it's not uh, the coolest thing. It's going to be the coolest thing here because there's a lot of people that are coming up on the platform. (coughs) So uh, I have a TikTok. It's at the Dad. A couple cool things coming up. Uh, I have a couple cool people coming here on the podcast here real soon. A really uh, cool band um, that I'm friends with from South Africa coming up and a ska band from Pittsburgh that I met up with at a recording studio here uh, over the weekend at uh, um, Rhythm House Studios uh, here around the Pittsburgh area that is going to be here on the podcast here real soon. Um, But I have to meet up with them here uh, next week um, or in a a week or two. I'm going to be at a show at Club Cafe uh, out in Pittsburgh. Uh, but for right now, guys, uh, I'm going to end this. I'm going to go pick Shelly up from work. Um, uh, that's it for this week. Check me out on TikTok. You know what? All my socials are at the Pop Punk Dad, um, RIP No Pert. And um, yeah, um, I got new stuff up. Oh, the vlog from The Punchline shows up. Uh, don't forget to uh, stay Pop Punk, guys. Um, Later. Yeah. Bye.